Stephen Milhausen here. Walkway to Fight Club. It is 4th of July weekend, July the 2nd, 2021. I'll kick it right out by saying, hoping everyone already is having a good weekend. You're doing some barbecuing, kicking back a couple cold ones, just enjoying the beautiful weather. I am almost done with my workday, so this is going to be... A, it's going to be a great weekend. Looking forward to having a little R&R with the family a little bit. I want to thank everyone that listened to the two podcasts we've already had this week with Global Ambassador of WWE, Titus O'Neil and Raw Superstar, John Morrison. I appreciate the love. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. It's simple. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club. Subscribe. And listen to all the great interviews in the archives. The likes of Titus O'Neil, John Morrison, Drew McIntyre, Bailey, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, you name it, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho. You name it, they're there. Welterweight champion Kamara Usman, they're there. I promise. Make sure you guys do listen. But Another great, good way for you guys if you're, you know, you're getting it, getting ready to prep for the weekend, or you're going to cut the grass, do some cooking, just going to chill back and have a couple drinks. We have the enforcer of the Four Horsemen, the legendary double A, Arn Anderson. Good to talk to Arn, get Arn back on the horn. We talk about plenty. We talk about his son in AEW. Making his debut almost two weeks ago. Looked very impressive for just his first match on national television. We talk about that. Comparing his son to him in his pro debut on national TV. Why he changed the podcast format. Which I thought was very interesting as he does his podcast, The Iron Show. With Conrad Thompson that drops every Saturday at 6 a.m. Eastern. A very intriguing reason. And... I wasn't thinking of it, and I don't agree with Arn, but to each his own. But no, we just talk about that. An opponent he couldn't just do nothing with. He not only gave me one, he gave me two. And then a surprise guy I brought up who said he was able to work with. Which very which surprised me very much because when I've heard of this guy and the difficulty people had with him, I'm shocked he was able to get something out of him. And that's a testament to the great worker that Arn Anderson is. We talk about that. And we talk about so much more. It was so good to chat with Arn. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast and any of your favorite podcasting platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, you name it. It's there. Enough of me. Here is Double A, Arn Anderson. Steven Milhausen here from DAZN and this handsome gentleman right here, has, he really doesn't need an introduction. We can just kind of go on. Me and Arn Anderson have a lot in common. We are ruggedly handsome. Correct. That's what, that's what Mr. Arn Anderson told me. He says I look like Chris Jericho. I really don't think I look like no one famous, but I appreciate the comment, Mr. Anderson. Well, and it was meant that way, Chris. It, you know, at his age, is a handsome man, I guess. Now, Chris just turned 50. I just turned 40. So... I got a couple more years to go though. Well, you to get to look, that level. You don't look 40. Now tell my wife that. 
<laughs> she says, oh, you look like you're, you can pass for like 45. I'm like, no, I'm like, I I'll stick with 40. 40 is good. It's a good number. You know, you can still act a fool a little bit. Once you hit 50, you got to cut it out. Now I got two kids. So I've already kind of cut it out. My oldest will be five. So I've, I cut it out about five years ago. You know, he'll call you on it. If you act a fool. <laughs> he does now. He's a very, I would say he's about five going on 17. You, he's very smart for four. Unfortunately. Evolution of the world, everything going to computers and the abilities that we have children just get smarter earlier. You know, you look at your son and I want to wish you a belated happy father's day. Thank you. And you too. Thank you, sir. And we, I saw a cool thing Friday night on dynamite and your son picked up a big victory. He's AEW debut, Mr. Brock Anderson. And how you looked like a very proud Papa right there. Just from the time you guys walked out, until the match ended, I can just see this glee in your eye the entire time. You know, it would be easy for me to try to play a hard ass on this and go, oh, well, business as usual. No, when it's your son out there and he has probably had not enough training yet to be under those circumstances. And uh, I was nervous for him. I was more nervous than he was. He actually was pretty solid all day long you know and uh but to see him have his first day in a business that i have loved since i was eight years old and i, I tell people it's the greatest way to make a living on the earth and it really is and uh for to see him enjoy himself and hold his own and do well i am i'm a proud papa i talked to titus o'neill about two hours ago and he had said to me that he doesn't want his two boys to wrestle. So when, you know, you're in the business, you know, and your son's getting older, was it something he wanted to do or was it, or did you kind of be like, oh, what do you think about this when you get a little bit older? Never discussed it with my first son. He's 35. It was never, and he was, you know, around when I was wrestling. Okay. Brock being 25 only knew me in a, producer role, road agent role. He never saw me wrestle live or anything. And we never talked about it at all about, you know, him wanting to be a wrestler or anything like that. Neither one of the boys until one day he was in high school, I guess he was probably 10th grade or something. And he just asked me a question that was kind of like, uh, you know, on the inside. And I went, well, why would you ask that? He said, well, I just, I've been watching the shows and I've been watching podcasts and, you know, and stuff. What would you think about me following in your footsteps? Oh, wow. Just out of the blue. He's <laughs> like, wait, whoa. And wait, I went, what? say again. And he said, <laughs> he said, yeah, dad, I, I love it. I said, well, okay, let me, let me do this because of the way of the world, everything is computers. Yeah. You get a college degree where you can make a living Cause that's a, you know, I could be skipping off the earth about that time. And I want to leave everyone behind in a position to make a living and all that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put you through college. The day that you graduate and get your degree, if you still want to do this, I'll help you all I can. And we made that agreement. He didn't bug me about going, taking him to the ring or anything, but he just picked up the homework. He studied everything 
come to find out he watched every wrestling show that was on every podcast he could listen to. And he's a smart kid on top of that. And uh, when he got his degree about a week later, that's when we started training. How would you rate his first time on national TV compared to your first time on national TV? Oh God. Well, you know, it's, it was a whole different format. It wasn't about me. My first day on TV, I, I walked out on Atlanta TV uh, and just got slaughtered. And that's the way things were done then. And I was glad to do it. I knew going in what it was going to be. And uh, his was much, much different. His debut was with the idea that he was at some point going to be a player. Me, I was just one of a, a cattle call that came to television and different territories around the world and just was there for one reason to enhance the other guy. And, uh, it's probably as far one end of the spectrum as you can be from his debut. Why do you think that is now to where, cause like you said, guy, when you started, when you were coming into a territory, guys were getting beat and you're seeing more and more now guys and girls making their debuts and more often than not, they're ending up on the winner's side. Well, Every, you can look at every, well, why do you think this and the way things used to be and what's the difference then based on one fact, you had probably 15 individual territories when I was coming up and they were all territorial. The television reached one or two States. So you could go to, Alabama or Florida or Portland or Tennessee or the Carolinas or all these different, you know, Texas. And if you were just on their television, unless you were on a wrestling magazine, it's like you didn't, you didn't exist and you could get beat every single week. They could send you to a new territory that had a television that did not go where you had just you know, Ben, and you were brand new character and they could change you on the flip of a dime. Your name could change, your positioning could change, everything just like that. So, you know, the way you debuted, it was just like, okay, you're here now, you were there, that guy doesn't exist, here you are. Now with uh, cable being what it is and going worldwide, man, once you want to walk on TV, it's done. Everybody in the country slash the world sees it. You know, I like your chess board right there. How often do you play some chess? Not enough, but I like it. I really like it. Uh, like you're a chess player. A little bit. Like I, I get in and out of it. It's just like, there's moments where I'll sit and play with my wife and then there's, then I'll go like six months to a year. And I she's like, why aren't we playing chess? And I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, hold on. Let's get it yeah. out and let's get it out of my office and let's go rock and roll. Yeah. There's not, you know, both my boys play, but it's okay. like in the course of a day, it's not like, Hey, you guys want to play chess? What we do, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what we do play <laughs> as a family, believe it or not, is we play Rummy. Really? Which is a, you know, pretty fast moving card game. Ex and absolutely. It, and it's fun and it's relaxing. You know, you don't have to think too much. No. And uh, that's the one game Yahtzee. Oh, my five, my soon to be five-year-old. We just got him his, it's like a toy. He's big into toy stores. So it's like, 
you got things you roll the dice and Toy Story characters are on like each part of the dice. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's not bad, you know, something different. You can't be, can't have your head stuck in a wrestling uh, thought process 24-7. You'll go crazy. Who's the king and queen of Rummy and Yahtzee in your household? My wife wins everything. <laughs> I hear you. You know, and my boys are both very intelligent. I consider myself not stupid, but I get my ass kicked. I'm fourth <laughs> out of the four. I'm fourth every time. Uh, the boys sometimes will, will wet a hand, but usually it's her. They always win. Well, but win everything. You can't cuss them. You can't do anything. Not at all. Because so it's quite unfortunate. Cuss, if you cuss them for winning the, the card game, your life's going to be hell for the next week. You're not, you're not wrong on that. And you were talking earlier about how things were in early days. And I think what you're, you've read for, you've reformatted the podcast. And I actually, and I love the way you're doing this. It's the early years of Marty Lundy. People that don't know living under a rock, Arn Anderson's, his other name is Marty Lundy. And what led to the decision, Arn, of flipping the format of the podcast? Let me, let me just be the, tell you the uh, God's truth. When I, when I got fired from WWE and uh, was unable to talk about it, but was not sad about it, to be honest with you, I was so burnt out at doing that job. Uh, the travel was unbearable. The, the pressure was unbearable. The, the rules changed day to day. I told myself when I got canned, I was sitting home and I went, you can have a, a, a new beginning here. You know, you could, I got to the point, to be honest with you, where I did not like the business. And I never thought I'd say that. I was just burnt completely out, but I swore I was not going to be that bitter wrestler that had had a hell of a career. And I have, if I never ever am around another wrestling match and it cuts off today, I got no complaints. And I'm very fortunate to have spent all this time, it's 40 years, you know, in, in the business. Um, but I don't want to be that bitter guy that turns around now and starts to kick everybody in the ass and blame everybody. And I don't want to be that guy. I want to enjoy what's left of my career and my son's career as long as I can and feel good about it. And I saw myself week after week critiquing those pay-per-views for WWE. And then, you know, I would tell the truth as I saw it, but it came across as just bitching and being bitter. And I would read comments from, you know, some of the people on our Twitter page for the podcast. And they would go, why is he always so negative? You know, he doesn't yeah. sound like he's having fun. And it woke me up because I listen to you guys. Yeah. People, you know, and what you say is what we do. If you don't do that, you're foolish. And I went, yeah. <clears throat> they're right. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm not laughing. You know, Conrad's a guy you can laugh with and exactly. laugh at, laugh at sometimes. <laughs> exactly. And we better laugh at ourselves sometimes, you know? So I decided, I don't think because everybody has a beginning, middle and end in life. I don't think we went back and just covered the rough road that I had 
because it might make some people feel better about themselves that, you know, they're not alone out there and rough childhoods and not having parents and having grandparents step up and all these things that had happened to me growing up very, very poor, <coughs> excuse me, and actually making it to where I could provide a nice living for my family and my children. I go to college, they didn't go on scholarships. I came out of dad's pocket, but it's the best money I've ever spent. Absolutely. And it just, I want to stay positive. I want to be a guy that people enjoy listening to and being around. And it's funny, I've gotten more response by just, and we've just gotten to the, about the fourth year in the business. We haven't got to the Crockett stuff and WWF stuff and back to WCW. We got a long way to go. We're just now finishing up Pensacola. But you tell me, do you enjoy that more? Oh, absolutely. See, I just, you know, because I've always been a fan. You got, I've been watching, I watched you. I'm going through a thing right now where I'm watching, um, I'm in 96. I'm like right at, right after the Great American Bash. And you're, and you're, um, God, you and Chris turned on Sullivan at that pay-per-view. So it was like, I'm like right at like just past that pay-per-view and that Nitro I watched. And so I'm like right there. So, but I've always been a fan of you. So like, I've always wanted to know your mind process during when you were a producer for WWE and where you were in WCW. But I enjoy this more because it seems like you're more happy about it. And it's when you got your start in the business. So it's like, that's always going to hold, be more dear, kind of dear to your heart than when you were a producer for WWE. And I think a lot of this is just being discovered. It's funny. I feel like I have more over now after being out of the business all this time because people go back and actually appreciate your body of work. Yeah. At the time, it was just, well, this guy's no star. He gets his ass kicked every single week. And it's true. And I did. And I didn't have a star look. You know, I, I wasn't a body guy or one of those guys that was special. It was middle of the road. But when you go back and look at it and you start seeing some of the magic I pulled off with less than stellar performers, let me just say that, then I think today's audience, which is smarter, they look at things a little more under the microscope. They go, you know, I never appreciated that guy being able to pull a match out of this other guy who is obviously rotten. You know what I mean? You did, you did that plenty. Now who, if you had to name one, and I know it's hard to say, but if you, like, who were a couple of guys where you're like, God, I don't, I can't do nothing with you. But when you get to the back, you were like, man, that actually was pretty good. Uh, I was not able to make it happen with a renegade. I was going to say that. And I'm like, I was like, there had it. to be one guy. Yeah. It, this will be a better conversation. If you tell me the ones that you think I wasn't able to pull it off. That was I, one. I was with, with most people. CN news, which is PN news. And it drove him nuts that I called him CN <laughs> news. Like I didn't really know his name. Right. I had him in Philadelphia, Stephen. Now, as we know, you know anything about Philly? Where are you based? I'm based in Chicago. I know about Philadelphia. I've, I've heard the stories. They hate everybody there. Yes. They, they, hate their, they hate their own sports teams. They hate their neighbors. They hate everybody. Some reason they love the horsemen. 
Well, who doesn't? Who wouldn't love that? You guys are still popular here in Chicago. Well, Chicago is a great sports city. Maybe the best, no offense to any other city in the, on earth. Don't maybe be pulling my chain now. No, they may be the best <laughs> wrestling support city on earth. I, Would you I say that? So. I'm going to be biased, and I'm going to say yeah. But I, I think us, New York, Houston, I'm a big fan of Houston. Houston's good. I mean, hey, there's a lot of great cities. I'm Absolutely. talking Greensboro, Charlotte, you know, Miami, you name it. Obviously, Jacksonville, they've come Absolutely. supported us through this whole pandemic gimmick. Uh, but I wrestled PN News there, and it was a disaster. I went around. I went out. They used to, yo, baby, yo, baby, yo, yep. which somebody thought was going to be brilliant. I bounced all over the place for him. Silence. I cut him off, beat him up a little bit. Place where <laughs> he made a comeback, silence, beat me in the middle, silence, one, two, three, rolled out of the ring, two silence. I got up, he was gone. I looked around and just went, <laughs> and the, pla the place exploded. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen, but it's. <laughs> The absolute opposite for what I was trying to get to happen. Could not make it fly. No way. I know we're short on time. We got, I got, we got two more minutes, Arn, and I want to thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. And, and since you said that we're talking about wrist wrestlers here, who was worse to work with, Ellie Gante or PN News? Ellie Gante, because I really couldn't do anything about anything he did. <laughs> and he clotheslined me one night, real briefly. <clears throat> Rick, I guess, slapped him in the back. We're having a six-man tag, and I forget what town it was. Slapped him in the back, came over and tagged me, and as I'm stepping through the ropes, I wasn't expecting the tag, so I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I didn't have to think about it long. Big George, the giant, clotheslined me, and I swear, I thought my head came off. Oh, my God. So – I mean, he let me have it. We get to the back after the match, and I came up to him. I went, what in the hell was that all about? <laughs> Ric Flair hurt me. Well, clothesline Ric Flair, moron. Don't clothesline <laughs> me. So I guess Rick slapped him on the back, and it hurt him. So he took it out on me. Oh, I mean, he, he lit me up, buddy. <laughs> well, end with this, Arn, how can – how can people fight what days for people that for some reason do not know when the podcast airs, where, where, when does the podcast air and how can fans find it? Okay. So the orange show, it drops at six, six AM on Saturday morning. Love it. And, uh, most, I think, what are we, what is our big carrier? This is going to kill me dead with, with them, but, I mean, you could pick it up, uh, any number of podcasts, iTunes, oh. Spotify. Uh, you, you, YouTube, all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's all it's all there, but it's, it drops at six in the morning. And the semblance uh, that we were trying to have on this deal was it goes back to my days in WCW and growing up and all that stuff, which was 6.15 to 8.15 on Saturday. Uh, I love the idea. So that, that's the idea. And uh, just go back and relive the wrestling years. Not so much the working in the office years.
You can catch the Arn Show, like Arn said, every Saturday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern. I am not up that early, but I do get up and cut the grass, and I always listen to the Arn Show every Saturday morning. So, Arn, we haven't chatted in a long time. This has been great. Thank you so much for the time today. Look forward to talking to you again in the future, sir, and have a good rest of the day. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Arn. Huge thank you to the enforcer of the Four Horsemen, the great Arn Anderson. And, you know, I wish I would have had more time with Arn because I really wanted to get into stuff that the comments made recently by Ric Flair about why he fell out of touch with Arn, what happened in their friendship. Because I think there is, there's a lot there that I think we could have really, really, really got into. And to Arn's credit, he says, I look like Chris Jericho. I'm going to have to get on the horn with Jericho. And I don't think Chris is going to agree with, with Arn. But I get told John Cena. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm really off my rocker. Yeah, that, but that's what my wife tells me. And as, I, as you guys know, listen to your wives and the wives that listen, the women that listen, you always know that you're right. It's a good politically correct answer. I know. But a big thank you to Arn Anderson for joining us. It's always good to talk with who I consider one of the best ever on the mic. One of the best promos of all time. God, it just never gets enough credit. I think the most underappreciated wrestler in the history of the business. Just never got, just never got his due love. I don't think. Never just got that credit he does and rightfully deserves. But great to talk to Arn. Greatly appreciated. But next week, got another big week coming up here. We're gonna we're gonna roll out one very quick. Wesley Blake, former WWE star. We talk about what happened with the Forgotten Sons. What's next in his journey that he is now away from WWE? And does he blame Jackson Riker? I do. Does he blame Jackson Riker for his WWE exit? Also talk. To Sanisa Estrada, she challenges Tenkai Tsunami for the women's WBO Junior Flyweight title next Friday night, July 9th, from Bank of California Stadium in Los Angeles, live and exclusively on DAZN. One of the best female fighters in the world. We talk about a ton. I actually just got off the phone with her before I hit this record button, so we'll be talking to Sanisa and I don't know who else for next week. I just don't know. We'll see what happens. But those are the two we have currently lined up for next week. We will have a UFC 264 preview, pre-show, podcast, however you want to call that. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier 3 next Saturday night from the sold-out T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Got some things cooking for UFC 264. Hopefully we can get those in the can and get those lined up sooner rather than later. But don't forget, subscribe to Walkway to Fight Club, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all your fav- favorite podcasting platforms. We're on Twitter at Walkway Fight, on Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club in lowercase letters. And we're on, we have a Facebook page. It's simple. Go in the search tab, just type Walkway to Fight Club. And also a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to, youtube.com forward slash walkway to fight club that is it guys have a safe and happy fourth of july don't do nothing crazy 
Have fun with your family. Whatever you will do. Don't do nothing crazy, please. I'm going to repeat it again. Just don't. It's not worth it. If you want to blow off fireworks, be careful. Please don't drink too much. Don't drive. Be safe. Eat a ton of food. Have some water. And enjoy what should be a fantastic holiday weekend. This is Stephen Mielhausen. I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. I'm out of here.